Hey guys, welcome to the Flourish Podcast. I'm Juliana and I am joined with Temi Agbaje and I'm on staff here with Salt St. Paul. Come on. Yeah, let's go. We love Salt St. Paul. Okay, guys, so welcome to Flourish. If you guys have been around, we did Flourish last January and we're bringing it back again because you guys loved it so much. And so this podcast is going to be a four week podcast series to accompany our Bible reading plan. And every podcast that we do will cover a different theological topic or idea or question that comes up as you guys are reading the book of Romans. And our hope and goal of this reading plan and podcast is that this winter break wouldn't be a time to where you regress or you suffer in your walk of time or, or sorry your walk of faith, but actually it would be a time to where you flourish. This is why we named it Flourish Podcast yes. and, and Bible Reading Plan. And so, yeah, first I'm going to explain really quickly um, our Bible Reading Plan, which I'm super excited about. And if you guys haven't gotten a chance to look at it, you can actually get a copy of it on our website at saltstpaul.com. And so if you're looking at the plan, the first four days of the week is reading a chapter of Romans. Okay, wait. Actually, I have a question for you, yes. Temi. Yes. So as I was thinking about this plan, I was mm-hmm. like writing it out and like organizing it. But for me, I always start my days of the week or my week always starts with Monday. Mm-hmm. And so what day of the week does it start for you? Like what? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great question. Um, I think because of the nature of <laughs> our job, it starts on Sunday for me. Um, but yeah, I would say probably Sunday, honestly, is when the when it starts for me. Um, normally, it used to be just like Monday. Um, but yeah, now it's 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 really Sunday is when my work week starts. So yeah. I think it's supposed to be Sunday to when like your week starts, like the calendar week. But yeah, and so people were confused when I started on Monday. But it's starting on Sunday. And so, yeah, like I said, the first four days will be reading Romans. And then the fifth day will be rereading a passage that you've already read and then reflecting on that. Romans is just such a book. That is just so saturated in so truth good. to where like we want you guys to actually go back and reread parts of it that you were confused about or parts mm-hmm. that like you, yeah, just really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And then on uh, Friday, Saturday, we'll be praying through Psalms. And so that's kind of the um, outline of our Flourish um, reading plan that goes along with this podcast. And so, but tell me. What, so I just explained mm-hmm. our Flourish Bible reading plan, mm-hmm. but what is the Bible? The Bible, that's a great question. Um, a lot of people know the Bible as the book of the, like they would call a book that has God's words in it. Um, and that's not a bad answer. Um, the way I would answer it, it very simply is it's the word of God. Mm. Uh, now to unpack that, it's the Bible is a book that was written by 40 different men um, who were inspired by the Holy Spirit to give an account of the things that God was doing um, during the time that they were alive. Um, and the truths that are in the Bible are truths that were true then, but have transcended years and years and years of life. And so they're truths that we can not only look at their time and say, oh, wow, this is true for them, but we can look at our time now and say, wow, this is true now. It also talks about, it, the Bible also 
paints a picture of who God is. And mm-hmm. so if we are called to worship this being called God and obey him and live a life for him, we should probably know who we're living our life yeah, for <laughs> um, and with. And so um, the Bible helps paint a picture of God's heart for different things and um, helps us be able to grow our relationship with him as we get to know him even more. And as a result of getting to know him even more, we get to um, fall in love with him. So there's this whole thing where we can know God from a knowledge standpoint, theologically and all of that, uh, which is important and good. But if we stay there, we don't really get to have a close and intimate relationship with him. And so the Bible helps us do that. And as a result of that, it impacts the various areas of our lives. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. The Bible, man. It's like... Uh, it's so interesting because I have such a hard relationship with the Bible. Like, I love it so much. And I know that I'm, like, supposed to read it. And, like, I know that it's good for me and all this other stuff. But but I also have, like, a hard time, like, actually reading it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, why should, like, we as, like, Christians, like, read the Bible? That's a great question. And honestly, I feel like there isn't a single Christian who wrestles with that tension. Mm. I feel like it's very common. And I would say, honestly, kind of going back to some of the things I mentioned before, the reason we should read our Bibles, if we believe God is real um, and he has called us to live according to his will, then we probably should know who it is we are worshiping and living our lives for. This also reading the Bible helps us grow our relationship with him Mm -hmm. because God wants to have a relationship with those who love him. Um, And even with those who don't love him, he wants to start having a relationship with them. So this is a great opportunity. You should read the Bible in order to grow in your relationship with Jesus. And so, yeah, that's why in short, I would say, you know, you should read why you should read the Bible. What would you add to that, Juliana? Is there anything you'd like to add to that answer? No, I think, yeah, everything that you said was great. Like we read the Bible to like know and love God Mm. and like, yeah, like knowledge and love, like go hand in hand. Like if you don't know who God is or his character, it's going to be harder for you to love him. Mm -hmm. But it's also like, we want we go and read the bible out of love for god not out of like obligation or like we have to do it and so it's like why we read the bible is like both because like we want to know god and we also like want to love him better Hmm. and i even think of um what is it what's the verse Uh, i always know verses but i like bible verses but i never know where they are and so i'm always so bad at quoting them but it reminds me of um the passage where it says all scripture is breathed out by mm. God and prof- profitable for teaching, reproof, and for righteousness. Mm. And so it's like we also like read the Bible because like that's how like God like tells us like what the best life is mm. and like how to like live our life. And it's like the Bible is there's a lot of instruction mm-hmm. and but that's also can be like a danger too of just like seeing the Bible as like a list of rules that's where good. Christianity is not necessarily um like religion but it's more a relationship Mm -hmm. and like uh, one thing that i've been like thinking about recently with the bible is that we have so much access to it Mm, and like if you think back to like the early church 
they like maybe had like one Bible for like their entire church, but we have so much access to it like on the internet. So like even even if you don't have a physical copy of it, you can just like look up the Bible or just like even questions you have on the Bible, you can just ask the internet. And it's like, this is like the most tangible way that like God speaks to his people. Yeah. Like everything else is like, it's like hard to see like very physically, but then mm-hmm. the Bible is just like, God's word right in our hand and so like even like if you want to like commune with God like the best Mm -hmm. way to do that is like through his word Mm -hmm. and so yeah that's good and to like add to that it's like yeah for years there was I mean even the time the Bible was um, being really written and spoken not too many people were literate you know, like there were people who didn't know how to read. So the way they heard the word of God was it was being spoken to them. And in fact, I believe it's in James where there's where he says, do not be just hearers, but doers of the word. And the reason mm-hmm. being is because they didn't necessarily have the written word of God. So we have so much access to yeah. the word of God. And so of all people, we should be we should know the words of God better than anyone else because of how much access we have to it. Um, something I wanted to add to that is as to why someone should read the Bible is because um, I had mentioned earlier that it's hard to grow a relationship with someone you don't know very well, but it's also hard to recognize the voice of someone hmm, if you don't good. hear often. And so in order to be able to recognize when God is speaking and in our lives or in the lives of others or even being preached, we need to be able to know the word of God very well. Um, and so the word of God isn't like something where you just read and like God loves you because you read your Bible. No, like he already loves you. Um, it's really for you to be able to be reminded and encouraged because we are forgetful people um, and reminded of the good news and encouraged to continue to press on in our lives as Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That just reminded me of an analogy that I think I learned at Bible camp in middle school where it was like um, my camp counselor was telling me that like whenever like we're at like a crossroad or like we have like this big decision or whenever like we aren't sure of like what God is like telling us in the moment, Mm. the best way to yeah, recognize and distinguish God's voice is to like practice hearing his voice Mm. in uh, um through his word mm-hmm. and uh, she uh, compared that to like your best friend mm-hmm. like you spend so much time with your best best friend and you know their voice so well mm-hmm. and so if you are at school in like a busy hallway and your best friend is at the other end you're gonna and they like shout something at you mm-hmm. you're gonna be able to recognize your friend's voice because you spent so much time with them and that's a lot with like christianity and like hearing god's voice is mm-hmm. like oh like this seems like, yeah, like this is something that God would be saying to me because scripture actually backs it up. Mm. And so I love that you brought that up. (laughs) And so, yeah, we've kind of mentioned this like previously that like I've struggled with Mm -hmm. like reading the Bible and like having a desire for it. And so what would you say to someone who is like struggling with Mm. like reading the Bible and it just feels like something that they are like checking off a list? Yeah, um, something I would first and foremost tell them is you're not alone. Um, I would say the moment you start to think, you start going through the motions with reading your Bible is a moment where you need to stop and pray Hmm. um, and just be honest with God about where you're at. 
Um, because truthfully, there could be something going on in your heart that is inhibiting you from truly enjoying being in the presence of God. And so being able to reflect and think through and pray through what that is, is really important and something you may have to do. Um, the other thing I would say is just read it. Um, hmm. We are creatures of habit and so in order for something to become a habit i think you have to do something like over a hundred times in order for it to be a habit don't quote me on that but (laughs) i believe that's probably i don't know Uh, but because we're creatures of habit in order for something to become quote-unquote second nature and something that we start doing we need to do it even when we don't feel like doing it you know uh, many you know many of you guys are athletes and so in in order to be successful at a sport, you need to be able to go through the grueling conditioning, you know, and the strength training. Even when you don't want to go to practice, you've got to show up in order to become better. And so it's the same thing with Christians uh, living a Christian life is that you have to be um, there. There are things that you just have to kind of grit your teeth, trust the, that God will get you there and like he'll meet you where you're at and so i don't think there's ever been a time where i've walked away from the word of god um when i didn't want to read his word um disappointed Mm. or discouraged and so um yeah and we're sinful creatures and we don't really want to listen to god so (laughs) that's i think another factor is just coming to the realization that that's true and um yeah god will give you the strength to be able to do it so you just got to do it is what I would say Mm -hmm. yeah that's so good because I feel like in like our sinful human nature like we like don't want to read God's word like that doesn't like come naturally for us and so like we have to like fight to do that and we have to like believe in the truth that like God's word is actually like good for us and Mm -hmm. that we need it for our spiritual health and I I guess that's like why they call it like a spiritual discipline Mm -hmm. because like you have to like grow in like being disciplined in it Mm -hmm. and so like some days like I really don't feel like reading the Bible Mm -hmm. but I know that it's good for me and I'm just gonna do it and God is gonna like reward that obedience and I think of um I think of Psalm 1, which mm. you guys are going to read in the first week of the Bible reading plan, and I do that intentionally. But Psalm 1 talks about how um, the person that is reading God's word is like a tree mm. um, next to a stream of water and that it will bear fruit in its season. Mm-hmm. So like when you're reading the Bible, you might not see like any fruit or any benefit from it like right now, like day to day. But then like it's promised that like if you keep reading God's word, you're going to see fruit from it. Yeah. And like you actually might be blind to it, but like the people around you will start seeing mm-hmm. um, the fruit of like reading your word and being yeah. disciplined in it. That's good. And so, yeah. And a verse, another verse that was good for that is First uh, Timothy four eight, where it says, "For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come." And so, yeah, you know, in that verse, it's just like the things that we as Christians ha- like should do in order to be healthy and um, be able to grow in our relationship with Jesus. Um, will not always be something we want to do, but like Juliana said, it will produce fruit um, in this season of life or the next season Mm. of life. And so, yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Tammy, for you, when what is an example of like when you have like read God's word and you have like tangibly seen like the fruit of reading God's word? Yeah, um, 
Hmm. That's a good question. I would say there have been seasons, um, and it coincidentally happens like shortly after. Like I'll go into God's word. First I'll be like, I really don't want to read this, but I know I should, so I'm going to read it. And I read it and I'm like, okay, like God, I'm not quite sure what exactly you wanted me to take from this. Maybe I'll sit with it for a little bit longer before I get to that point. But God, these are some things that I see in the text and I just pray about it. Um, and then shortly after, like whatever I read, I'll meet up with a friend or have a conversation mm. with someone and they just need encouragement. And it usually is like something I just read that mm. is able to encourage them, but honestly encourages me in that moment. Cause I'm like, wow, like my time with God was not spent, like wasn't wasted. It yeah. was used for something. Or maybe it's like a season of life that I'm in. And I remember, oh my goodness, there was a time where I spent time in God's word and I remember a verse that came to mind, mm. you know, and I'm like, man, you know, for example, the season, the dry seasons where I don't want to spend time with God, I remember that first Timothy four eight verse and I'm like, okay, like this will be fruitful. Um, and I need to keep doing that. But if I hadn't had read that first Timothy four eight verse, I wouldn't be able to come to God's word with a renewed spirit in mm. wanting to spend time in God's word. And so I would say it's just come in different seasons but it's the verse has been very true in that there will come a time where god's word will be you'll need god's word whether you're hmm. going through a hard time or someone you know is going through a hard time um or you just you know yeah you, yeah that's, that's great probably. yeah and i think for me recently mm -hmm. i've just been struggling with materialism mm, <laughs> and just like struggling good. with the lie that like if i have more things it would make me happier mm. and like one truth like from god's word that i've been like clinging to recently is just psalm 23 like the mm, literally the first verse good. is like for the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Mm. And I'm just like, oh, that is like so true. Like even like in this sin struggle and like sin is usually um, believing a lie that isn't true. Mm -hmm. And like the Bible is just all truth. It's mm -hmm. filled with truth, absolute truth. And so like, even like in that scenario, just like fighting that sin of like, but wait, like I actually don't need those things in order to be happy because my heavenly father is like the good provider. He gives me everything that I yeah. want. And so like during that sin struggle, I can actually like hold on to like that truth. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's like one of the beautiful things about the Bible is that it's just true. Mm -hmm. Like we live in a world that is just like so full of lies mm -hmm. or just like false, um, yeah, ideas and culture. Mm -hmm. But then the Bible just like grounds us in yeah, truth in which I, I love that we have access to that. Yeah, that's amazing. That is good. That's good. Yeah, and I think a ditch that we can sometimes fall into when coming to the Bible, when we're like, man, I really don't want to read my Bible, is a we live in such an instant gratification mm, culture. That's good. That we come to the Bible and we think it's supposed to give us that instant, you know, dopamine hit. And that's just not what the Bible is. Yeah. The Bible has truths. Um, and the truth that you may learn in that moment in God's word may not be something in that moment that's like super encouraging to you, but regardless is a truth that whenever that may tr that truth may come is still good for your soul. 
Um, and so I think coming to the God's word with a heart of, I want to hear what you have to tell me, hmm. I think is the posture where it'll be hard for you to come to, like hard for you to wrestle with uh, not wanting to come to God's word because now you're coming to listen to what your heavenly father who is good who is loving who is merciful has to tell you today um, Hmm. for this moment and so yeah i think just fighting that urge and for instant gratification and treating the bible like a um yeah like a tiktok or something (laughs) yeah gives you that instant dopamine like Hmm. oh my goodness this is hilarious or really good and yeah so that's good i've i've once heard reading the bible be it's kind of like a savings account. Like mm. you slowly add things and over time it builds up to something. And so, yeah, like what you said, like you might not get like an instant, like, wow, that was so good. Thank mm. you, God, for that one passage that I read today. But then like just like trusting and believing mm. that like God is actually like teaching you something and mm. that you will like retain it. Mm. And like, yeah. That's good. And so, okay, so we kind of just talked about, like, why Mm -hmm. we should read the Bible, but then, like, how do we read the Bible? Like, the book, it's so, it's, like, it's probably, like, the most complex book any of us will read in our lives. And so, like, how do we read it? Like, when it's, like, so intimidating, like, how do you you read the Bible? Yeah. So, how to read the Bible is a simple yet complex, like, thing to think about. It's simple in that if you have the ability to read, which most people do, like you, you'll be able to get through the book. It's complex in that you don't just come to the book just to read it. You come, like I mentioned, to hear God speak to you. And so um, how you read the Bible will be different for each person, but similar in that you both are reading different in how you do it as far as like meditating on scripture and um, all of that. And so I would say, first and foremost, like, prayer is important before reading your bible um, preparing your heart posture Um, and then second if you're just starting off reading the bible i know it sounds great to start at the beginning (laughs) in genesis but i encourage you not to start there yeah please don't (laughs) it's so confusing it is and it's just like you're just gonna (laughs) you're gonna hurt yourself (laughs) and it's it's not that it's a bad book it's a great book genesis is a phenomenal book um however everything in the old testament or in the old testament is a foreshadowing of what is to come which is jesus coming and so it's better for you to start there with jesus um popping up on the scene um than to start at the beginning where you're like i literally have no clue what's going on i just kind of showed up and God's creating things and why is this, you know, what is the narrative? What is this all pointing to? And it's pointing to Jesus. And so I say for those who are just starting off, this is a perfect book. We're going to be going through Romans, which is a phenomenal book to be going through. Um, And we'll, you know, I believe we're going to be talking about why later. Um, So start in a New Testament book. Romans is a great book um, that we're going to be going through. So there's that. And then if you want another book to go through, John is also a really mm-hmm. good book. Um, with that being said, read the Bible slowly. Take your time as you read through and read through whatever, like you can read through two chapters, one chapter, 
um, I recommend reading through one chapter. Um, but some people like reading through one verse a day. Some people like reading through 10 verses a day. I know with this Bible reading plan, we're going to be going through, I believe, a chapter a day for the first four days. That's great. Um, and as you read through it all the way through one time, um, you know, start circling things. Start looking for repetition and work in like the different um, verses or throughout the passage. Look for lists. Look for a bunch of different things. And I'll talk about more tips and resources for reading your Bible um, later on. But yeah, I would say read it slowly and, you know, just dissect the passage. Ask questions. See if those questions can be answered in the passage. Um, but just allow God to just kind of reveal himself as you read through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Because it's like reading the Bible is so different from any other book that we read. Because mm-hmm. it's like it's a spiritual experience. Like yes. we're communing with God and we're reading God's word. And so mm-hmm. when we approach it, it's a little different than just like reading like some random book. And yeah. so it's like it's so complex and it's so dense to where it's like we actually can't i mean you can just read god's word that's like great Mm -hmm. but to really understand it sometimes you like need to study it like you Mm -hmm. need to annotate it like write notes and questions and highlight and all that other stuff and so that's like something that i would encourage you guys in is to um one thing that i've been doing recently that i've been really enjoying is like printing out the passage and just like Mm -hmm. writing on it because i don't like writing my bible i have like commitment issues with that and so (laughs) i like to do that because that way i'm like actually studying and Mm -hmm. engaging with it and that helps so much more with um retention Mm -hmm. yeah um since we're already on it i'll just kind of talk about some like tips and resources for Mm -hmm. like reading the bible um but before i i talk about julian i want to ask you the question like what are some ways that you you said you like print it out you circle things and stuff like that so like if you were to walk us through your process of spending time with jesus or reading your bible like what is juliana's process for doing that Ooh, this is super fun (laughs) welcome to my world okay so buckle in guys and so what i like to do is build a lot of positive associations with bible reading Mm. that sounds like super like psychological but like I like to like in the morning, like have a cup of tea, like that gets me really excited. And I like to have colorful pens and markers and highlighters, whatever, so that when I get to my time with God, I'm like really excited about it. And so that's another tip too, just like make Bible reading exciting and fun for you. And so I get all my materials, my tea, and then like I pray first, like you said, Temi, because usually when I come to Bible reading, I'm thinking of so many things and all the things I need to do for the rest of the day. And I just really need to ask God to like calm my heart and like get rid of any distractions and just ask him to reveal to me what he wants to do that day. And so I'll pray. I'll read through the passage and usually when I read through it once I'm like I literally don't remember anything that I read and so like I have to reread it a couple of times and so like I reread it and then I usually ask myself a couple of questions after reading it like mm-hmm. what does this passage say about God what does mm-hmm. it say about humans mm-hmm. how can I apply this passage to my life mm-hmm. and then after I answer those questions I journal I like to journal them 
And then um, I pray afterwards. I pray um, that passage through um, mm. and like ask God like specifically to like help me by the Holy Spirit to apply that to my life. And so, yeah, it doesn't look like that every single day. Sometimes I only have time to like read through a psalm really quickly. And so I don't get to study it as much, which is kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. But then if I have um, more time in the morning, I love to just like walk through it slowly. Mm-hmm. And for me, I love reading my Bible in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I, but I know for some people that they are not morning people at all. And so like, if you don't want to read your Bible in the morning or that's not helpful for you, then like read it at night, yeah. right before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. I know some people are the most focused and relaxed, like right before they go to bed. And so like, that's mm-hmm. when they read the Bible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I do. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and Thanks for sharing that, Julie, because we're going to talk about like some helpful things to consider when reading your Bible um, and being able to, you know, commune or meditate or and grow in your relationship with Jesus as you read your Bible. Um, One of the things that I forgot to mention earlier was making sure that you have a good translation of the Bible (laughs) that is you know, wherever you're at spiritually. Um, And so I know, like, there's a spectrum of Bible um, translations. And some of you, this may be the first time you're hearing this. Some of you, you may understand what I'm saying. But um, with that being said, the spectrum is like paraphrase, which is like just a paraphrase of the verse or the chapter version of the Bible. That's usually the message. And then thought for thought, that's like... um, NAB, NIV, and then word for word, you want to try and get as close to the word for word as we're not Greek or Hebrew scholars, but this will help get to the closest of the literal translation of God's word. And so that will help you in your, you know, in your Bible reading. So ESV, NASB, um, I read the HCSB or the CSB. I, there's versions that I would maybe steer people away from, but like they're not bad versions. They just don't use language that we really use today. And that'd be like the KJV or the NKJV. Uh, but you can use that if that's your if that's what you enjoy and you are able to navigate that, go ahead. Um, real quick, uh, obviously, like I mentioned, pray. Um, and then after praying, and for those of you who maybe you've never really prayed, some ways to think through prayer is this acronym called ACTS. Um, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. Adoration is you're praising God for being awesome. Um, confession is you're admitting your sins to God um, and just asking for God to um, just give you forgiveness and show you his mercy. And then thanksgiving is thanking God for all the things in your life. Supplication is you where you bring your requests to God. Um, and then after praying, open up to the word of God. And there's two different things. I'm, there's two different ways of reading through and like processing through. I'm going to try and go through them a little quick. Um, one of them is first, after you've read through, um, you look for the application of the text. Um, and then you ask these questions. How am I to respond to this text? How could God want me to respond as a result of this text? How is God calling us to be doers of the word? Um, James 1.22 in this passage. 
Is there something I need to start, stop, confess, repent, to pray, to believe, or to say to someone? Do not leave until you get one thing from the passage that you are called to do. Um, and so that is a way that you can, those are some ways that you can look through the text, process through the text, journal through the text, and reflect through the text. Um, and then the other one is like more studying, in-depth studying for the text, um, which you, it's the first part of this is the observation and comprehension part. And so the big idea with this one is what does the text say? And so, like I mentioned, you're looking for repetitions, you're looking for key themes, you're looking for transition words, lists, compares, contrasts, uh, commands, unfamiliar words, you may have to use a dictionary, questions you may have, and then interpretations, the next part of this process, what does the text mean? Um, and then the third one is application, how does the truth of this passage change me? And so those are some two ways that you can really um, grow and meditate in your um, Bible reading. And then there's some resources that I have uh, for understanding like the contextual or the cultural things. I encourage people to check out the Bible Project podcast. Yeah, and that also one's has really videos. great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I went through that really fast. But really, guys, don't overthink it. Just start doing it and then start, you know, asking questions, circling things, really trying to dissect the passage is the idea that we want you guys, is the idea that we want to communicate to you guys. Yeah, that's really great. And yeah, I just want to add a few um, tips and uh, like resources, like super practical. Um, one is, yeah, the Bible um, project is so good. Because mm -hmm. yeah. it's like every, they, um, they like make these videos of like entire books of the Bible. And so like even like thinking about like this Bible reading plan, like watch the one on Romans before mm -hmm. you read it. And that's what I do for any book of the Bible that I start. I start with a Bible project video and also um, listen to podcasts or sermons. So thinking of like Romans, Knowing Faith is a great podcast mm -hmm. and yes. they've done a whole like 10, 15 episode series explaining the book of Romans. And so I would encourage you to check that out or Cornerstone Church of Ames mm. um, is currently doing a sermon series on Romans and it's so good. I've listened to a few of them and they're amazing. <laughs> and um, another thing is commentaries. Mm. And so I would encourage you to like read it for yourself, wrestle with the text, and then after that, consult commentaries. And these are really helpful with just explaining, um, yeah, what the text is saying, giving like historical context or explaining like words. And so those are just like um, some practical tips and resources. And so we started out really broad, like mm -hmm. going through of like why we read the Bible. And so let's like narrow in a little bit mm -hmm. to the book of Romans. Yes. Wow. I'm so excited about this book. Okay, so tell me, mm -hmm. can, you, can you tell me like, or yeah, what gets you excited about the book of Romans? I love Romans because it is the literal gospel. Not saying that the rest of the books of the New Testament don't communicate the gospel message at all, but I think in Romans, he not, Paul, the author of Romans, not only expresses what the gospel is, but he gives legs to the gospel. So mm -hmm. what does it look like to live the gospel out? And so that's why I love the book of Romans is because he's pretty explicit as far as 
what it means to live the gospel out and honestly why like how we should live the gospel why we should live the gospel out um and so yeah i'd say very short that's that's why i love the book of romans and um am excited for us to be going through it yeah i'm so excited about the book of romans because like even as i was like as we were like thinking about picking a book for this um winter break we were like what books do we want you guys to read what books would we suggest to people to read and like romans is like the top like my top two book that like i would read like one would be like the book of john because that explains jesus's life and then also the book of romans because like this is just like the gospel like temi said and so i'm so excited that we're doing it because it's it honestly feels like every single word in the book of Romans is just saturated with truth and like gospel significance. And so I'm so excited that like as a salt company that we get to read this book together. And so, yeah, Temi, could you just maybe like, I don't even know if you know the answer to this. I don't know if I know the answer to this, but what would you say is like the main message of the book of Romans? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. I would say the good, it's the good news um, that because of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, we now have an opportunity to have a radical, life-changing relationship with God. And as a result of this relationship with him, we are now able to live reconciled amongst each other and God. And it's through the love that we have for one another and God, we are able to show the world what it means to be Christians um and honestly it's the just the gospel lived out and so i would say that's the it that that would be the main message of the book of romans is as a result of jesus's life death and resurrection this is how we are to live our lives hmm. that's so good that really reminds me of romans 1 17 i think hmm. where it says the righteous shall live by faith hmm. and like I feel like that, like adding to what you said in like a summary, like sentence would be that, that the righteous mm, shall live by good. faith. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Mm. And so, yeah, we love you guys so much. And we're so excited for the book of Romans and we're excited to read it together over this winter break. It's, it's filled with so much truth. And uh, my hope and prayer for us would be that, yeah, we will be transformed by this um, book of the Bible. Yeah. But yeah, we love you guys. See you guys. <laughs>